0: check we're live in Vietnam'm <laughs> so sure-cast. hey everybody welcome to the 45th episode uh, hey <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah yeah hey everybody oh hey everybody welcome to the 45th episode of I'm so surecast I'm your host Tim Early. I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Good evening. Good
0: evening.
1: We just had a mishap.
0: We had uh, what you'd call
1: a technical difficulty. So here's what happened. Okay. So if anybody you know knows, today is September third. It's going to be September third all day today. Which, if anybody had the I'm so surecast calendar shared to their calendar they would know that today is the day that Kevin Fay is supposed to be on the podcast. Mm. Now.
0: That day did occur.
1: That day occurred. I'm having deja vu. Um, and what happened was Kev was on the podcast. We did it a whole 85-minute episode. I, I honestly think it was like 95 minutes. <laughs> and then I realized that I never plugged Kev's mic in from the mixer to the interface. Right. So we just did... A
0: whole hour, forty minute podcast. We ended it. We said that's a wrap. We got up. We were shaking hands with Kev. We that was
1: great. That was so much fun. We were bidding that. adieu, yeah.
0: and then uh, and then Tim just hits the uh, the old space bar to kind of give us a playback. And sure enough, it was just Tim and I talking to uh, to an empty chair, right?
1: Um, which was alarming to say the least, right? So uh yeah. So we're going to have Kevin back next Tuesday. Right.
0: And uh so Kevin is he's part of this weird religious cult called veganism. And we went into that a lot on this episode. And it's almost a blessing in disguise that this episode didn't work out because <clears throat> it it kind of inspired a lot of questions that I'm going to uh To lob at him. Lots of questiones. Right. So I think, you know, like most things in life, it was a mixed blessing. Some bad, some good. But I think we'll be all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only problem is now we got a podcast to record and we got nothing.
1: Right. Right. We we blew our load, so to speak. Right. On the podcast that you'll never hear. Exactly. Speaking of which, my washing machine... I think has blown its last load. It sounds like shit. Mm. I sound like really weird in the headphones. Do you? Do I sound weird to you? No,
0: you sound fine to me. Okay. Well. Is it a... I'm not meaning to be snide. I'm yeah. truly asking. Is it right. a washing machine or a washer machine? I think it's a washing machine. Do you know how old I was before I found out that it wasn't wheel barrel? Uh, <laughs> how old? Dude, like 22.
1: Yeah, I was like 21 so
0: i had no idea it was a wheelbarrow
1: you're just one year dumber than me
0: but the thing is there's a barrel in a
1: wheelbarrow like no no listen here's the thing it basically
0: is a barrel
1: with a wheel if someone was like hey this is the thing go make your diy version of this right i would go down to the salvage yard and get a barrel i'd grab an old barrel I'd cut it in half and I'd put wheels on it. I'd be like, here you go, a wheelbarrow. Right. It should be a wheelbarrow. And like, what the fuck is a barrow?
0: Right. Uh, maybe it was Japanese. Like, if I type and in. And they just couldn't handle that L. If I, I don't to, know why it's a wheelbarrow. If I type in barrow and I go to images. Yeah. What, uh, there's a wheelbarrow.
1: Oh, and it shows the picture of that loopy thing. Uh, What's this called? Oh, that's Ground Zero. I'm an asshole. That's maybe, oh no, that's in Alaska. That's the Golden Arches from McDonald's. It's in Alaska. It's half of a Golden arch arch in Alaska.
0: Mm. But anyway, <sighs> I don't know the etymology with the wheelbarrow, but it should be barrel. It should be barrel. Um, I just want. I mean, I don't out. think anybody's going to disagree with that. So even I, Cam Faye. I I don't know how we got on this track. Oh, because I asked about the washing machine. Right. Um, washer machine. Sorry. But the thing with um, well, a Kevin, wash
1: a washer machine is a machine that produces washers.
0: Oh, he's right. So, like the metallic rings, right? Gotcha. Yeah, but as you were gonna say, Kevin. Kevin. No, but the thing that's interesting, and we'll move on, and we'll save <clears throat> uh, all the anecdotes from Kevin's episode for when we actually redo it. Right. But um, yeah, yeah. It was just cool because I've never, I've never talked to. You know, someone that was part of like a strange cult or movement before, and we went into a lot of stuff. Right, and uh, I it'll be nice to kind of delve more into those issues um, next week because it's very rare that you get a subject on our show where you can kind of really. It's more, it's less a conversation, more an expose. Yeah, into like, exposey, right? <clears throat> into something that's just kind of a a weird kind of.
1: Just religion,
0: I guess. So it okay. was cool.
1: Well, yeah. Well, so you guys will get to experience Kevin next week and right. it'll be a great
0: time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what are we left with? What <clears throat> all right? So first of all, I got I got a phone that
1: was oh, yeah, malfunctioning. You have a debacle. So you have a debacle to settle.
0: My phone would drop service. It was so frustrating. It would happen at least twice a day. So
1: should we backpedal here? Where do you want to backpedal to? Which number iPhone is this for you? Wait, not in the
0: history of iPhones? Not
1: generation of iPhone. I mean, how many iPhones have you owned?
0: Oh, this would probably be
1: my fifth. Dude, I figured out why my headphones sounded like shit. Why? They were off. Oh,
0: that makes sense. Um,
1: but yeah, you said this is your fifth iPhone? Probably. Maybe more. Okay, so... <clears throat> Conservative number would be five. So now, why is this not your first iPhone? Like, what happened to all the other iPhones?
0: Well, they do this thing where when they want to upgrade the software, they basically have this obsolescence wave that comes in. So even if you wanted to... if you Like, my iPhone 4 is in mint condition. It still works. You turn it on, it does all this stuff, but it cannot function as a phone because Apple basically just says... Yeah, we're we're retiring this. We're okay. done, right? So they for, like imagine if one day your car just stopped turning on, and then you called the guy from AAA, and he goes, "Dude, Triple E's? Uh, no, Triple A." Okay, yep. And the guy goes, "Oh, I know what the problem is. Uh, this vehicle can't handle the iOS software update. You got to get a new car."
1: Well, why wait would you, a
0: minute? Why would you ever buy from that car company again?
1: You wouldn't. Right. Here's the thing about phones. It's a duopoly. But now, yeah, right. Now, what if there's only two car companies?
0: Right. Then you're just going to say, well, I got credit with this company. Uh, my internet, my entire life is basically married to this.
1: Because the thing is... Well, all my friends have this car, and I can send blue text messages with well, this car. Well, I,
0: I, To be honest, I don't really care about that stuff. <clears throat> I really don't. I mean... I'm not bothered by the blue and green.
1: You're missing the point.
0: No, but the point is I'm not a victim to, well, all my friends are doing this, so that's what I want. Here's the point. If you switch from Apple to um, basically... Samsung. Samsung. Apple... They're such a shitty fucking company. They do everything well, they can to make your life miserable because then easy. they go, "Well, every single device you've ever owned is tied to Apple, so we're gonna make your life a living fucking hell." Well, dude, don't if let my try to
1: switch this over. Don't let my computer that's recording us right now and the soundboard that I'm using and my phone with the notes on it hear you, or the podcast will shut off.
0: I mean, I'm fine with it. I just think if Apple's so great, why? Do they need to force you into buying their shitty phones? Like, if a phone came out,
1: hey, listen, nobody's forcing you, buddy. If you want to buy a Motorola Razor, you go right ahead.
0: No, I. But I'm just saying, like, oh, your house is crappy, just sell it. You guess not that, it's not that easy. You know what I mean?
1: Right, because there's a little part of you, likes having an iPhone and being a part of the club.
0: It's not. It's not even really
1: that. It's basically. Wow, like, I just tr- I just cracked this mango truly, and it smells like a new carpet. Ooh, that's a great smell. Oh, can I whiff? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Do it from a distance, though. Yes. Do you see? Yes, that's true. So, if you're at home right now and you can, you have access to a mango, tr- mango truly, or a fresh carpet. Crack it open, sniff it from a good two feet away, and it'll smell like a fresh carpet.
0: He's ab- he's absolutely right.
1: But yeah, as you were saying, Apple sucks. All right,
0: so it. But here's the thing: I've I've had a long-standing beef with Apple because they,
1: it's almost like. We just talked to a vegan for an hour and a half and you're still talking about beef. <laughs> it's almost like I mean, here's the thing with Apple. It's
0: the did guy Did you hear your throat make that sound? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Apple, yeah. So. The guy that has, you know, the overweight pimply faced girlfriend, right? And he yep. treats her like, and he treats her like shit and okay. throughout the the longer the relationship, the more loyal she is to him. The more corners he starts cutting, and then he goes, "Well, where do you want to go? I got a six pack. I'm handsome. You're fat and pimply. Like this is this is the option you got. So you're stuck with me. So I'm going to just keep taking full advantage." Now, here's where I, that's apple to me because so, here's the thing: if if a new phone tried to come in on this duopoly, if there was a new phone and they tried to work their way into the market, and they said, "Oh, yeah, we got rid of the headphone jack." And if you want to charge your phone and listen to music, you got to pay like 160 bucks to get our wireless headphones. Everybody would go, this company is so fucking cheap. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone's got the blinders on. They all have Stockholm syndrome. And they go, well, Apple's great. Apple's great. So I simultaneously agree to you that, like, well, why do you keep getting Apple? But I... I think the story is the same for Apple lovers and Apple haters is you're just stuck.
1: If there was a phone that could do blue texts with my friends and if I sent a video it didn't degrade the fuck out of the quality and I could airdrop shit to my computer and it wasn't an Apple phone, I'd consider buying it.
0: But again, with the, with the shitty stuff, so what if all your <coughs> friends had Samsung and you were the one guy with the, the iPhone? And I'd, they were like, well, we can share photos, no problem.
1: I'd probably get a Samsung.
0: Right. So my point isn't that Apple's a great company, because it's not. The point is, it's just they were there first. They had the first kind of popular smartphone. So can we kind of just say that we're the pimply-faced fat girl dating the guy with the six-pack and not that he's a great guy? It's just that we know it, we have nowhere else to go.
1: I don't know. There's just... the. I'm just... I'm such an Apple guy,
0: though. Right, but I'm just saying, like, I truly think that if I handed you a Samsung and it sent blue text messages, it would be probably difficult for you to find, like, a big issue with it.
1: So are we talking about specifically phones, or are we talking about
0: Apple? I'm just I'm. A, I've owned MacBooks. I've owned... I have no problem with their computers. I'm just talking about the okay. phone.
1: All right. So you're you saying that is making it more likely that I'll agree with you.
0: Right. I'm not I'm not besmirching
1: the everything Apple. The the laptop that's recording us right now is goddamn ten years old. Right. And it's right. still running like a champ. And this is Pro Tools twelve.
0: Exactly. This
1: takes RAM to run.
0: It's like the opposite of my Apple phone.
1: Where if you bought a HP or a goddamn Dell right after three years the thing's a paperweight
0: right no I get it you know yeah yeah, so. but that's why I'm not picking a you know fight with with you know their right. computers yeah yeah
1: you're just phone phone pick phone yeah, but yeah.
0: they suck but my real gripe uh here it comes aside from Apple is basically just Verizon right because uh, okay I filed a fucking claim online yeah. I go into the store. The lady goes, oh, you got to file that online. And oh, the
1: the insurance. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I go in. She goes, it's going to cost $400 for an upgrade. I said, I don't need an upgrade. I got insurance literally for this specific reason. My phone just stopped working. And then she goes, oh, well, you got to file the claim online or on the phone. And I said, um, what do you do here then? And then she goes, well, if you want to pick a new phone off the shelf, I can ring it up for you. And I said... I don't care what I do for the rest of the year, but my main mission is going to fight where you get fifteen dollars minimum wage because you need an increase. You deserve it. And then I went home, <laughs> and then um, and I went online and you go to this little file an insurance claim thing. Oh, I've done it, and they make you you know explain what's going on. The thing is, if there's physical damage, it's easy. Cracked, cracked home screen. You know, whatever. And then that's it. But mine was like dropping service and it's very complicated. Right. Um, I wrote it in third person omniscient. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I try. I had to get kind of, I had to use some literary devices to, right, right. to kinda yeah. drive home my point. Um, and so then it takes about, so I file the claim and then nothing happens. Right. Yep. So like a week and a half goes by and I'm like, what the fuck? So then I call. And I said, yeah, I already filed a claim. I got the claim number right here. It's, you know.
1: They go, well, how are you calling us if your phone's broken? Your contract has now been void. Right.
0: They might as well have. Because right. that would have been about the level of hospitality that they exhibited. Right. Oh, so then I got a new phone. But then my old phone wouldn't back up. So basically I had to start from scratch. This is a fucking who wants to even listen to this.
1: Dude, my I know. My mom actually <laughs> bought a brand new iPhone, whatever, 10. Did was it was an upgrade? Not or to be like confused with the X. Um uh, I don't goddamn know. But anyways, she bought, okay? Had it for a week, left it on her trunk, drove away with it on her trunk. Nice. Got on to two hundred thirteen, which is a highway. For those that don't that don't know, um, it went flying off her trunk. She saw it in her rearview mirror go flinging. Whoops! And she went, "Oh shit!" Right. I have some family members that are police officers. We contacted him, Billy. We're like, "Billy, listen, this Billy is Billy the it, cop. This is where it happened. Is there any chance you can go find it?" He's like, "Oh, I love this shit. He's always finding people's shit on the highway. Really? Like, people lose shit on the highway. They call Billy. He goes and finds it.
0: Interesting.
1: So he found it." Shattered into a goddamn million pieces. Oh, boy. Got the SD card out. No problem. But here's the thing. That was a brand new phone that was one week old. My mom had the insurance. Now she has to pay $200 to get a refurbished phone. Which probably going to have just as many problems
0: pretty quickly. Exactly. Because my phone that I did get is refurbished. This is probably still going to last me like six months with no problem.
1: Right. So I guess long story short, we should all get Motorola Razors.
0: Honestly, if yeah, we we really should. I want to just start using my phone for texts and calls, and that's it. You know what I'm actually wondering it now is if, but then the problem is, some fucking guy at a dinner party goes, "Oh, we, uh, my wife and I, uh, we went to Morocco, and there's tons of." Political turmoil in Morocco. I'm sure you've heard about it. And then you go, oh, can you hold that thought? I I got to go to the bathroom. And then you, you close the door, and then you look up the coup going on in Morocco, right? Right. And then you come back from the bathroom. You kind of memorize like a few phrases. And then you go, oh, yeah, so how about president uh, Presidente whatever? And then he goes, oh, this guy's smart. So if I went to the Motorola Razor, I wouldn't be able to do that.
1: He's got a point. You know what I mean? So now, real quick, I was just curious... If Art Garfunkel keeps his book list up to date on his website.
0: Yeah, it looks like he does.
1: Um, well, the last entry was January 2018. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. August. Oh, wait a minute. Am I looking at this wrong? I can't, I can't read this. Is it? August. Yeah, yeah. January 2018 is his most recent entry.
0: Oh, you're right. But at the top, it says 2018 and 2019. That's why I figured it was up to date.
1: So I guess he's not that up to date. <coughs> the thing
0: about Art Garfunkel is, so I kind of agree with him because he
1: just talk, in general blanket blanket agreement.
0: Yeah, but he talks shit about a lot of contemporary art and is like, it's just like because it's the thing. Have you ever been? To, have you been to Museum of Fine Arts recently? Oh yeah, it, that sounds like someone that's like lying. Yeah, to like seem like two, cultured.
1: three, maybe four years ago.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, So, really not recently. So, um, basically, if you took your life and broke it up into fifths, it would be an entire fifth of your life since you've gone to this place. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, um, we go there, and everything's great, you know? Oh, the Monet, everything's just fantastic. I
1: believe it's Monet, but yeah, go on.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because, yeah, there's nothing better than going, filling up on like a gourmet meal. Oh, so fucking good. Oh, especially if someone's playing Michael Bubble in the background. Oh,
1: I love Mikey.
0: Oh, so French stuff, you know? Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so they you go to this whole exhibit and it's all it's all fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then you go to the contemporary section. Oh, God. Right? And that's where all like the the artsy fartsy pretentious people go. The future. And here's the thing: is I'm not saying that there's not great contemporary art, because there is, right. But at least when you're at a museum, you're at a place where these <clears throat> most of the things on exhibit in here have literally <laughs> withstood the test of time. Like a lot of this stuff is uh, centuries old. Right? Yeah. Yep. And you go to the like, contemporary art thing, and like there's the guy that like tries to be smart, and he's like chin tugging in front of some crappy picture. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then... With his uh, his left arm is supporting his right elbow. Exactly. Yeah, and you yeah. go,
0: this is, this is like crap. Like, I don't know what this is. And then, uh, and then the, and then you overhear the lady. So y- you go, like, I was with Karen and I was like, uh, I was like, I don't want to seem like boorish.
1: She's but. like, it's quite Gregorian.
0: <laughs> and I said, uh I said, do you get this? And then Karen goes, No, nah, this looks like shit.
1: What would you do if she goes, Wait, you don't?
0: <laughs> well, then I would consider if Karen said it, I go, All right, maybe I'm missing something. But like, we were both just like, Yeah, this is like. And then, like, but then the thing is, I think art, for me, it's like 99% intrinsic value, meaning that I don't really care about the artist himself or herself. If, mm, I think see. the intrinsic values to be good, like Bill Cosby's 1980 special is intrinsically funny. Like if you didn't know that that guy raped a bunch of people, you would just go, that is a great special.
1: Bill Cosby himself?
0: Yes. Yeah, fantastic. You'd go, That's great. And the reason that you say that is because you're judging it intrinsically. It's on the merits of art. Of just the thing, yes. right? Like that's why, like I always defend Tiger Woods because we never liked this guy for his familial integrity. We just liked him because he was the best golfer. Yeah, he's really good. So yeah, Oh he cheats out his wife. Yeah, I'm. I'll stand alongside you and say he's a crappy person. But that's not why. I, that's not even why he's on my radar in the first place. So big, but with contemporary art, it's like the opposite. Like you go up. And you see like this like Claude Monet was probably a piece of shit, but everyone goes, This guy had great impressionistic paintings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Picasso was a fucking douchebag. Right. Picasso was a prick. And by the way, Picasso didn't even die that long ago, okay? This guy was hanging around in like the nineteen sixties, okay? Like So lighten up on the rolls and butter and go heavy on the brisket. People that are still alive knew Picasso and they're like, Yeah, he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. But he's you know, you know, and then you got cubism, and you go, okay, I get it. But this contemporary art, you walk up and it's the complete opposite where it's it's ninety nine percent extrinsic and it's one percent intrinsic. So there'll be a painting that has one word on it. It'll say like love and you'll go, what the fuck is this? And then the guy giving tours, he goes, uh, sure, what the fuck is this? This was painted by a handicapped. Transgender Samoan, and you go, okay, okay. Is that the point of this? Because maybe it is. On its own merits, it's crap, and that's I'm very. I s- see what you're saying. Because the thing is, with the art community, right? It's all about it's ball,
1: the Art, art Garfunkel community or the no, the Art Garfunkel say, community yeah. is
0: the opposite. Because Art Garfunkel, for all his faults, will at least go. Well, actually, he has blinders on because his poetry's crap too. So I guess he I'm, oh, actually just kind of right. scratch every compliment I so, gave his way. Yeah. But with contemporary art, you got to raise a few eyebrows because you got to figure this is all a bunch of guilty rich people that are just trying to, you know. And it's like <laughs> they don't actually care about the art itself so, all the time.
1: So here's the thing. So w- first of all, I was in art school for a while. Okay. And I realized. Now, listen, I got an A, pl- an a plus in both drawing one and two in college. Wow.
0: Must have been an easy class.
1: But I real No, it wasn't. Oh. But I realized while being around in the art building and seeing lots of artists and being in art classes, what percentage of your grade is that is how the merits of your actual uh, technique. and So, yeah. So that's like 60 percent of it. But 40 percent of it is like how good you are at bullshitting people. Right. And coming up with a bullshit tell reason. What, tell
0: us what this means, Tim. Well, I uh, well, my you father know, was raped by my mother when I was five, and this kind of exactly. And they go, "Oh my god, this is right." Fun. And they're like rubbing their nipples, and then yes, and then the principal walks
1: in, and she goes, "Misses, yeah." But what emotion does it invoke? You know, stuff well, like that. That's but in, yeah, exactly. <clears> and but
0: then I, the, you know the great line is people. You say that to me at our class. They go well. What emotion are you trying to invoke? And you go, "Well, you tell me. You're the fucking." Onlooker,
1: um, and they go, oh, well, I um, and their head just explodes. And then they go, what were you going for, though?
0: And I go, I wanted everyone to say that's a damn fine painting.
1: All right, but yeah, there was it was just so pretentious. Some of the classes were just so pretentious. It'd be like three, three or four teachers, because you know you'd make your art, then you have to pin it to a wall, and then like four teachers stand around and like rub their chins, and you have to explain to them why it's art, basically. Right. And you can't just be like, yeah, I made this because I thought it would look cool. They'd be like, F. Right. You have to just come up with bullshit. But, anyways, that's one of the things I was going to say. The other thing I was going to say is last time I was at the Museum of Fine Arts, a fifth of my life ago, (laughs) one of the, um, the section that was like in town, I think I went when like a bunch of like Galileo art was in there, some shit. Ah. Anyways, one of the sections was like, um, Paintings of like human anatomy, not even paintings, but yes. like scribbles. Yes, yes. Like I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Pencily scribbles. Yep. Um, and there was like a whole section that was all like naked women and pretty much vaginas. Yep. And there was an older gentleman.
0: <laughs> oh, that was.
1: <laughs> that was there with like, I would say that he was probably like fifty-seven. Right. And she was maybe thirty-six. Yep. And he's staring at this picture, which is a girl bent over. It's a girl bent over, and it's a a drawing of her pussy, (laughs) to put it eloquently. Right. And he's rubbing his chin with his right hand and supporting his right elbow with his left arm. Right. As you can picture. And he's just getting closer and closer to the point where his nose is basically touching the pussy. Right. (laughs) And he's just going, hmm, yes, very interesting. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, I know. And she was just eating this up. Right. In she, a matter of speaking. She was loving it. Right. And it's just like, what the fuck,
0: dude? That's the thing. If I could go... So what I would want to do, right, if I was like a creepy guy that just wanted to like to get laid all the time, I would just go get my PhD and then I would become a college professor and I would just barf pretentious crap all day, and as long as I, you know, kept myself slight, like decently good looking, right. Obviously now I'm great looking, but if they could only fade slightly by right. the time I'm in my fifties, right. Um. Oh my god, I'd have people because I guarantee you that guy was a professor at fucking Harvard, and that girl he's banging was some like PhD student. Maybe yeah yeah. You know what I mean? If you go to Cambridge. Cambridge is hilarious because I've never seen a group of people more self righteous and more just rich, pretentious, and loathsome than so many people live in Cambridge. Because oh, they go, We get well, it. And you go, What? You know you, need, you know how much money you need to make to live here? And you think you're living amongst like the struggling people?
1: Well, you know, the um, emotion conveyed by the negative space of this piece right. is just overwhelmingly sexual. Right. Right. It's like, what did you just say,
0: dude? My favorite story ever is the kid that was at an art exhibit. Um, I think he was at the Met, and he just took off. Wait, exhibit the rapper? No, no. Um, well, he went to. Uh, he was with Little Nas X, Oh, okay. and then yep. they went to the Met. But, um, but he took off his eyeglasses and placed them on the floor,
1: and his ride was suddenly very pimped. surreptitiously. Yep. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yum.
0: And then he just yum. chugged like. Tugged his chin and stared at him. And then within like 15 minutes, he was surrounded by a circle of people looking at these eyeglasses and like talking about the brilliance of this exhibit. And then he just said, you guys are all full of shit. These are my eyeglasses. Put them on the floor. Yeah. but and the half point- the people were like, exquisite. Right. And the point is, there are people that actually do have a refined palate for great art. But for the most part, isn't the whole point of art that it's subjective? So, like, if I think uh,
1: Van Gogh looks like shit, who are you to say that I don't get it? And here's the other thing is art is not easy. So there is a very... Well, that's what bothers me about contemporary art. There's a very skilled... Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because... You still need to hone an actual
1: skill. Some art takes a fuckload of skill. It and does. I would never be able to do it, and some you, of it's total bullshit.
0: I'll give you a p- good point.
1: I painted that for fuck's sake. Right. You did. And um, it's
0: fantastic. Oh, it's great. Actually, that's a good point. So here's the thing with guitar, right? So if, if I want people to get my art, I need to know how to competently play guitar. and then So the skill needs to be there, and then whether I write good songs or crappy songs, that's, that's up to me. Right. But some guy can't just literally not know how to play guitar and just hit a bunch of random well, notes.
1: Well, then the free form jazz community came along.
0: No, but you still need, well, yeah, but you still need some sort of competence to even get away with that.
1: Yeah, I guess he's got a point. He's you know got a I mean? point, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, well, we digress. Right. Do you want to digress? It's hard to digress
0: if there was no point to begin
1: with. Okay. Well, so <clears throat> here's the thing. Oh. So, last night, me and Kevin Magner, not Kevin Fay, went, we, he came over, okay? Oh. And I was rearranging all of the electronics, which consists of two computers, um, a mixer, and, uh, like, external hard drives, and microphones, and cables, and all the shit, and I fucking uh. rearranged all of them, which is why, tonight, I forgot to cl- plug in Kevin's <laughs> mic, because... I don't usually have to do that. thing sucks! So me and other Kev, soundboard Kev as I call him, SBK, (laughs) um, we we wanted to go to Casa Tequila really bad. But it turns out yesterday was a holiday. So they were closed. (laughs) So what did we do? We did the next best thing. We wanted fajitas. Sylvan Street Grill has fajitas. They were open. (laughs) So we go to Sylvan Street Grill. Kev's like, listen, I got to make a phone call. I want an Allagash White and the chicken fajitas. Check, please. So I am sitting there. The waitress comes over. She goes, would you like some bread? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great.
0: So lighten up on the rolls and butter and go heavy on
1: the brisket. So then she's like, do you want a drink? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take an Allagash White. And he's going to take an Allagash White. Me pointing to an empty seat. She's like, "Okay, yeah. So she brings the Allagash Whites. And then she... I'm like, listen, I actually know what we want for dinner. She's like, oh, what do, you, what do you want? Well, I want chicken fajitas and he wants chicken fajitas. She's like, okay, no problem. So then, you know, 20 minutes later, in comes Kev, sits down. She's bringing over a plate that's not sizzling. I'm utterly confused. She puts it down. Guess what's on the plate? What's that? Chicken Fingers. So Oof. that was quite the mistake. So now we went from going to a Mexican restaurant to get chicken fajitas to going to this place to get chicken fajitas, and chicken fingers are put in front <laughs> of us. Although I will say the chicken fingers at So much Grill are quite good. They looked fantastic. They actually are. So right here's good. the thing: as she puts them down, I go, "Ooh, actually, we ordered chicken fajitas." Moron! And she's like, "Oh yeah, right away." And so she brings them back into the kitchen. Now, what I should have done has been like, Kev, should we just eat the chicken fingers? Didn't do that. I just sent her back into the kitchen. So she brought out the chicken fajitas. We ate the chicken fajitas. They were a four out of ten. So then the whole time, all we could do is think about how good those chicken fingers looked and how bad we wanted chicken fingers.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, the thing about why you sent it back is i feel like just out of principle if what you order is not what they bring you kind of feel castrated to just acquiesce
1: so in that situation just erase everything i go to a restaurant i order something they bring me something else nine times out of ten i'll be like that's fine i'll just fucking eat it." right but when i was like dude we're gonna get fajita tonight it's gonna be sick we're going to get chips and salsa, margaritas. Right. It's you prefaced be great.
0: it as this great fajita night.
1: So all we were thinking about is Mexican food. Right. Then the Mexican restaurant's closed. Mm-hmm. Next best thing, chicken fajitas, Silver Street Grill, chicken fingers. Right. Which then makes me wonder how cool it would be to go to a restaurant, Yep. sit there by yourself, be like, we'll take two Allagash Whites. She brings them. We will take Chicken fajitas. She brings them. Still an empty seat across from me. We will actually take another round. Here comes the other round. We'll take the check. And she's mm. just like, "Um," and he's all
0: set. You can take his. So thing. she's just thinking you have some imaginary friend and you're a psycho. Exactly. I like it. Because I like
1: it. what this actual waitress went through was, okay, his friend will be right here. Then she went to, okay, this poor son of a bitch is being stood up to, To holy shit, this guy is insane. I hope he doesn't slit my fucking throat right, and fuck my corpse. Right, I love it.
0: No, it's a good prank. Right. Well, you know what I do with, uh, with Cutco salespeople? Oh, yeah. Tell me about this. So I always have a life-size foam mannequin. Mm-hmm. I'm when, listening. When the spring and summer come, the Cutco teens. Did you Did just hear that? that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the roof of my mouth. That was Quacked. you? yeah. Jesus. So the teenagers, you know, cousins and stuff, they always want to sell Cutco.
1: Now, how many American Psycho posters do you have in your kitchen?
0: Uh, I take those down for when the Cutco kids come. Okay. But usually on a good day, probably three.
1: I was wondering if you'd put them up for the Cutco people.
0: Well, I would, but I don't want to. They've kind of, they're dealing with enough. You don't want to, to alarm them. Okay. Yeah. So the Cutco Kid comes, just like he's scheduled. He comes over to my house, and I have a full-size foam mannequin in my living room. Oh, I'm listening. And so what they do is I said, listen, I get the routine. You want me to cut something with my knife that I currently use, and then you're going to give me the Cutco knife. And by comparison, one's going to vastly outperform the other. Right. But let me just—all my knives right now are in the basement— um, in a you know bathing in bleach right. so let's just get the Cutco knives
1: specifically they'll hand you a piece of rope
0: exactly and I said I don't if it's alright with you I want to skip the rope and leather and just use this mannequin
1: right some some of the Cutco uh, salespeople will really commit right and they'll buy old leather shoes Ooh. and they'll bring an old leather shoe to the thing that would be much more that. tactilely satisfying. Yeah, yeah. some of the kids like did that
0: so then he'll... Um, me
1: and Chris Ring didn't do it because so, we just were, you know, whatever. But, yeah, go ahead.
0: So he'll open up the sample bag, and I'll get the first, like, paring knife, and I'll just stab the foam mannequin in the abdomen. Right. And I'll go, not bad. What what else you got? And he goes, well, what are you trying to do? And I said, you know, I'm trying to, like, like what what's a good thing to, like, cut through, like, bone? And then they'll give me whatever knife they got through there.
1: And he's like, well, we got this, uh, we got the double D cutting edge with the triple tank handle. And, and I the go, oh yeah, resin.
0: fuck yeah, let's try it. Yeah. And then I keep, so I, I keep just violently stabbing the mannequin with every knife they give. And then at the very end, whatever the last knife they hand me, I slit the mannequin's throat and I go, I'll take three of these. <laughs> and then they always give me a discount. <laughs> and it's worked out great. I got so many cocko knives at a competitive rate, huge discount, and uh, it's just worked out.
1: Speaking of which, we want to take this moment to thank uh, DJ Petty.
0: Oh, yeah, DJ Petty.
1: For just being such a loyal listener.
0: Yes, because we often call out, uh, Map- shout out, Mapuche, and I right. call him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Budankus, as I say. And rightfully so, deservedly so. He's, uh, he's oh, a loyal an listener. and deservedly. Uh, but we also know that DJ Petty. Is right. a avid listener, so we'd like to give him a uh, give him a shout out. There one you more go, time. man. Enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. This will be a reward for sitting through this filler episode, right? Given the uh, technical mishap,
1: more call outs to come.
0: Right, next week with Kevin Faye is gonna be great.
1: Oh, it's gonna be so good. Oh, it'll be so good. You'll be like, wait, has this happened before?
0: Right, exactly. But now we've perfected it. You know what I mean?
1: And then the week after that is uh, Ian Arietta Mm. Lead singer and guitar player from Mad Passenger. Oh, they're great. And was also in The Washingtons with me. With Ma. And um Phones is was the name of also other band. Also with you. Well yeah. yeah. And then that turned into John Zeke, which then right. fizzled out. And then now he's in Mad Passenger.
0: Mad Passenger's a great band.
1: It's a true. Actually, check this out. So ready? <laughs> And that's that. But uh, no, so I have this like Bluetooth thing that I bought off Amazon because I drive some fucking 2012 Audi where you can If you can't... have more
0: than one Bluetooth, is it Bluetooth or
1: teeth? I think it's teeth. Okay. I've thought about this. Because it's computer mouses, right? Yeah, it's Mies. Okay. But um, so I have this like shitty blue aftermarket Bluetooth thing. Which is great, like it sort of works, but when you get in the car, it just starts playing songs from your phone randomly. Yeah, I would hate that. And it drives me absolutely insane. You can't pause it. If you pause it, it pauses for two seconds and starts playing again. But every single time I get in my car, it just starts playing Mad Passenger. Yep. And it plays the same song. So I could honestly say that I listen to Mad Passenger every single day of my life.
0: Not only every day, but every start to every day. That's
1: correct. And end. Mm. It's pretty impressive. So, there
0: you go. Good for you.
1: Good for you. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a good, uh, good roster. We we got some more guests that are uh, gonna be prospective guests that we'll get on as well. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really got that far yet, I guess. But but, no, uh, if you've made it this far, fucking congrats. Oh my god, dude. Seriously. I know we say this every episode, but it's because every episode I feel the same amazement with your stamina as a listener.
1: Oh, for a second I thought you were talking about my stamina. Well, and your stamina is clearly impressive. That yeah, is pretty impressive. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking... But yeah, so um listen. listen. Are we are we wrapping it up or are we
0: I mean we can. I feel like I kinda shot my wad, but hey, no no no. If you have stuff to talk about, let's do it.
1: I don't know if I do. Let me just look at my phone real quick. Because
0: I that's the other thing. When I upgraded my fucking phone all you my You lost notes. all your shit? Yeah, dude. I had to start from scratch. Uh So all my notes are gone. And that list of porn stars that I used to have? That's It's crazy. gone? Yes, dude.
1: Oh my god, dude.
0: It's amazing the uh the inconvenience that this was.
1: I just think it's so funny that all I wanted was chicken fajitas, then I got them and all I wanted was the chicken fingers. Well it's which the, then the I grass is always greener turned away.
0: Because the glass is, the grass is always greener. Unless you live in Scotland on a golf course and get daily mowings for free. Right. All right. They're going to uh, you're going to have the greener grass than the other guy. Right. Grass. Yes. I mean, we we've, we've got to wrap it up cuz I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing too. All right. So, this is kind of just like a volley right before the spike that will be Kevin Fett. Right. So, this is kind of just uh people go, "Oh my god, this is it. This is I've been dealing with these guys for 45 cocksucking episodes, and this is it. Well, r- right before you cancel your subscription, just give next week's episode One more episode. Just one more And episode. we'll win you back. You'll be hooked.
1: We'll win you back. Um, it's a shame that it got deleted because it was the best episode that it anybody's actually, ever heard. It actually was. Of any podcast ever.
0: It actually was a fantastic episode.
1: Joe Rogan's got nothing on us.
0: No, neither does Tenacious D.
1: Right, but that episode's gone. So. Mm. Um so yeah, go on iTunes rate us 5 stars. Honestly, if you're listening to this and you haven't rated us 5 stars, what the fuck dude?
0: It is kind of rude. Seriously? It's very rude.
1: SRSLY bro. It takes 2 fucking seconds. Literally. Uh I mean the Apple podcast app is terrible, but that's a, that's a topic for another. Episode. Oh, oh but, oh. but um Mr. Mr. Apple over here criticizing. Wow, well, you know. Coming on Welcome to the Dark Side. Yeah. So then also go to www. Eric Storage.com forward slash I'm so sure cast for 15% of all meats. And then you can shoot us an email at it's.the.tims at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a voice message at 978 647 And I don't know, dude. That's, I think we did a good job. Yeah. I, I, we did. Alright well thanks for listening Kev uh, Fay next week and then Ian Arietta the week after that. So thanks Boudinkus and DJ Petty and even Danny Bear's Ron for listening and we appreciate it and goodbye. Yes peace. And Chris Ring from Legit Tasty. Goodbye. Mm. And Uncle Mike.
0: Ah. I'm so sure